Hello, I am Elias. Who wants to count with Elias? One, two, three, wee! Walk and count along with me. Welcome to the Alleged Wrestling Podcast for, we're, we're recording it on Good Friday, but it's for the 31st. Good Friday part is important. It'll, it'll be more important as the day goes on, or as the night goes on. I hear with Gordo and Nikki and Steve. How's the lads? Hi, Grant. Tipsy. Hang it for a pint. <laughs> lads are on the beer all day because they don't like Jesus. Literally <laughs> hanging for a pint. Hanging for a pint. That's our first one. There'll be more. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of resurrections, huh? Yeah. <laughs> there was a I segue. Even, I didn't even plan it. El Generico <laughs> lives. El Generico lives. It's an Easter miracle. <laughs> What's going on here? Ah, it's a bit of fun while he's fired kayfabe. Like, you know, just bring back the El Generico character. Twitter oh, yeah, only. Like, and pro like, and pro wrestling tees for twenty was it twenty forty eight hours only or something? Um, I think it's a week. I think it's but I think it's from today or yeah, from today until the sixth. What? Oh, yeah. And he's selling he's selling t shirts. All his t shirts up on pro wrestling tees for him. Yeah, <laughs> that is fucking genius. See that um, KO has changed his handle as well. He's Steen again. Ah, oh, good old Kevin Steen. Kevin Owens is dead. <laughs> he um. He lost his verification tag as well because he changed his name. Oh, for fuck's sake. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Surely someone's taken the Steen or fights, uh, Owens fight tag already. Oh, surely. Uh, someone someone had taken it, but I checked last night because I was shown, or yesterday afternoon, I was shown Demo and uh, it's gone again. So mm. freed up again one way or the other. But uh, it was so gone for a while. We should take it so that. They have to pay his money to get it back. I reckon that's what Fitz is doing now. Fitz is just having to pick it up the phone there. like, uh, let's fucking get this. I wonder are uh, El Generico and Kevin Steen going to be working any of these indie shows over at uh, WrestleMania weekend? amazing if they did. They went all in on this. Ring of Honor. All in before. Yeah, we'll see a package pile for you, Yeah. That's the thing. The, uh, the Louisiana State Athletic Commission aren't done Whoa. See what's going on here? It's dogs everywhere. The dogs are angry about the fucking bands and all the moves. <laughs> yeah. Not happy at all. Unfortunately, uh, fight Owens fight has been taken again. Uh, By someone called it, Dude. Are they verified? <laughs> they are not. Check Owens there, but uh, or what? Steen, Kevin Steen, keeping a kayfabe. But yeah, if they were to show up, there's a lot of new rules. I don't think it affects the big shows, though, doesn't it? It it's, doesn't affect uh, Ring of Honor and WWE have been exempt because they believe that they are of a professional level that they'll be able to do these. Have you seen Nia Jax? <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't think Nia Jax is going to be doing any 450 splashes or shooting star presses. So. Yeah, but her flip, her, her flip leg drop is bad. We <laughs> haven't seen as much of Nia Jax as you have, Gordo. <laughs> But like her leg drop definitely should be banned from this. <laughs> a six that we saw earlier. Um, so all variations of the pile driver and all variations of the power bomb. 
like that cuts off a lot of stuff in indies anyway oh, yeah. but my favorite one is uh no moonsaults shooting star press or 450 splash uh they're all uh, which involves one wrestler leaping or flipping off the ropes or turnbuckles to contact the head or neck of the opponent with any part of his body osprey's fucked oh yeah 100 now i mean they have said that you're allowed to appeal and get permission to be able to use them before so if you seek permission from the commission beforehand you as an individual wrestler would be allowed possibly to do them if you get approval Mm-hmm. So I reckon anyone's going to, everyone's just going to apply for that, and probably got, most of them are going to be approved. Uh, what be does fine. it? Yeah. That's what does question. it mean for the for the Wombstone? Poor Wombstone. Yeah. I don't. I don't think Martino's getting any approval. Like. <laughs> surely, surely that should be banned on hygienic reasons alone. <laughs> she, she's the reason for all the ban. That's the reason for everything. They're like we can't just ban that because they'll turn around and say we're singling her out. Like, let's be honest, like, she has to provide blood tests to make sure she's clean in the first place. So, <laughs> I, I, I doubt that, that's, that's another, gonna, that's, that's, that's gonna, another part of their, their commission thing. You have to, they all have to have up to date blood tests. Ooh. Um, another one was, I, I, yeah, so yeah, go on. Sorry, the, the striking of a wrestler's head with any object, chair, trash can, lid, whatever. It's a lot of indie matches fucked, and nobody shall throw, push, shove, or force another out of the ring or over the top rope. <laughs> So that no battle royals. That no, is no, no big end of show battle royals. Uh, I have to actually check if there is any battle royals scheduled for that week. I haven't seen any, but... I think there... they want someone, some enterprising uh, independent wrestling company should uh, have a battle royal that just never ends. <laughs> <laughs> How do we beat them? <laughs> All like really technical mat-based stuff just to take the piss out of them. <laughs> that would be fantastic, I have to say. And then Kota Bushi but does a moonsault off the balcony because he's a give a fuck. <laughs> but apparently... The, the reason that all these laws are so strict is that there's a, a lad who sustained serious injuries way back in the day and sued not only the promotion, but also the Louisiana Athletic State Commission and got like millions out of it. So since then, they've come down hard on any sort of combat action in which people could get injured. So there's a, at least there's a little bit of logic behind it, but, you know, fuck them. So what you're saying, there's one person that we need to hunt down because he's responsible for all of this and we just need to drill through his kneecaps. Exactly. I, I don't believe him. <laughs> uh, yeah, nothing. Say nothing. Grand, grand stretch in the evening, lads. Grand stretch in the evening. Grand stretch in the evening. Isn't it great, uh, women and things? Great trying in it. Great trying. Great trying. Uh, not not to say that women are outside drying things, Gordo. No, I I've, I hung my own, my own clothes out to dry just before we came in. Good. I get quality. Yep. Yes, be careful. Um, anyone listening outside of Ireland won't get any of this, but trust me, there's a bit of a civil war going on at the moment, and uh, we're afraid to speak, look, or in any way say anything about women. So, uh, exactly. women are great. Hashtag Fancy's Martina. I, yeah, I'm, a, yeah. I'm offended by you sitting on the fence. <laughs> yeah, I better take a side. Should I just chop my own balls off and feed them to somebody, or what should I do? You put them in Stephanie McMahon's purse. Okay, perfect. <laughs> great collection. Uh, I, I would be privileged. Privileged. <laughs> you could be there beside uh, Macho Man. Oh. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> the rest of the podcast like this in case any women hear us talking. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, women watch uh, and watch uh, and listen to our podcast. I'm in the room at one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she doesn't care. Careful. 
<laughs> Careful, Nikki. <laughs> brave man, brave man. Hashtag save the atom. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus no. no, no. You're not allowed to have opinions this week. No. <laughs> I, I, apology on the website, half an hour. Go. <laughs> Hashtag get fucked. But don't abort. <sighs> Fitz. You'll be thrown off the internet. You can't just say anything you want on the internet like that. <laughs> but yeah, I'm you move, can. I'm moving on before you say something worse. Strong Style Evolved was on, was on there last weekend, I think it was, or Monday or something, whenever it was. Um, Nicky, you had a few results, but I don't think we're going to bother running through them, are we? Just, uh, just kind of get there. I think, yeah, there was the highlights. There was a lot of tag matches because it was a New Japan show. Uh, it's the only really notable one. I felt. There was just a couple of okay ones, but the the... Bullet Club Implosion one, Cody and Marty versus the Girls of Destiny. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm, comedy at the beginning of that was fantastic with Marty. Mm. So oh, Marty was fantastic in that. So good. So he what, what did he do? He uh he tried to first he was with Cody, then he decided he was teaming up with Girls of Destiny and started flipping off Cody, and then they turned on him, so then he was back with Cody again. <laughs> Love that man. Uh, but the main the main event was the main event, we'll say. Um the Golden Lovers against the Young Bucks, uh, who I think they got a five-star rating off Big Dave. So, uh, Gordo, what did you make of the match? Uh, fantastic. Um, especially when you consider one of them is working with a bad back at the moment. Um, yeah. Legit bad back. <laughs> is it legit? Oh, yeah. He's, he's actually he's actually suffering at the moment. Okay. Um, uh, as far as I know, ever since Wrestle Kingdom. But fair fucks to him. But... Um, yeah, just good to see Golden Lovers back. And at the end of the day, it's a match I don't think anyone ever really thought they'd see. So, Do you know who would have hated this match? The Louisiana State Athletic Commission. Oh, <laughs> all of the flips. Kota Ibushi is the fucking number one villain for those guys. Not Marty Skrull, even though he's a villain no. everywhere else. Kota Ibushi is the number one most wanted by the Louisiana State Athletic Commission. There was a bit of a dodgy spot where they went for that double moonsault thing. And oh, they the crashed cross heads. Yeah, no, no, the bit where Kenny had gone up for oh, uh, Moonsault yes. and then Kota yeah. did one as well and they clashed heads. That was a scary bo- moment. I think he busted his eye up, didn't he, Kenny? Potentially, yeah. Uh, yeah. His orbital run. Mm. So he said, but, the end then, yeah. But like it, it proves, we'll say, uh, indie matches can tell a story. This was just fantastic. Great storytelling throughout and deserving of five stars. And as, as Rory was saying during the week, uh, Dave has fucked himself with the six stars and six point two five stars now because everything seems like a letdown for not getting six now. You know, five five <laughs> feels like a I oh, you call that short. Five was grand, like yeah, five just a, just you know the best bout machine, the match of the year factory just puts in a five effort, you know. <laughs> but, uh, Is that the slip? Took it handy for tonight, you know. I was shocked the amount of people that were like, "Oh my god, the young books can wrestle." I was like, where have you been? Of course. <laughs> fantastic. Like. People just hide behind the fact of super kicks and some of the comedy shit and no one actually pays attention to what they're doing. No. But they're gimmick, for too long. Their gimmick is that they're Hashtag spot monkeys, you know? Killing the business. Yeah. Fucking killing it is what they're doing. But yeah, uh, yeah the Golden Lovers get the win and I think it was afterwards we had another fucking Bullet Club meltdown. I don't know where this is all going, but... Now there seems to be a split within the box, even <laughs> compared to what's going on now. I think it was Nick and Kenny were fine, but Matt and Kenny not fine. The yeah. Bullet Club in general is it fine? 
So yeah, it was what was um Cody uh, Cody came in, ended up pushing over Nick. Um then uh Kenny came in and he picked them up. Yeah, Kenny offered Nick the Nick a handshake. Nick hugged him, sent a hand out to Matt. Matt rolled out of the ring, just ignored him. Then later on, on being the elite, you saw the two of them talking to Cody backstage, saying what the hell happened there. Cody said uh, that I was just I, I thought same thing as what uh, Kenny had done originally. I thought it was I thought it was Kenny, so I, I just automatically pushed. And then said, "Okay, fair enough, fair enough." And then as he walked off, Nick said, "We can't trust him." Pretty Matt cool. Didn't seem to agree hundred percent. So yeah, it's you know. I'm thinking we throw in the BTE as part of this from now on. I think we can cut at least ten segments from uh, Raw SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, oh, the show is just fantastic. It just it's like that that meme, the thing, the the crackhead meme going. You you all got any more of those BTE episodes? But yeah, speaking of drugs, uh, we'll move on to <laughs> allegedly. The way no, it happened. It actually happened, so we're covered. Brock and Roman. Um, before which, I start... Uh, which one are you talking about when you uh, talk Brock about Brock Lesnar found by USADA. Uh, what about Roman Reigns, you know? Uh, inconclusive. He also what? had a wellness policy violation. Yes, that's true. Steve. That's true. That's true, that's true. Believe, fair enough. Some sort of favoritism. Yeah, I believe him too. Just because you're a fan of it's worth the dead air for a second there as we laugh but uh before we start into it gordo i'm gonna go left to right here on my screen just one word are you excited for this match at mania yes or no yawn nick Oh, one word, balls. Um, but not balls. That's part of balls. Steve. Yeah. You are. I am. Is that only because you're going to it? D- did I not mention? Uh, yeah, I'm going to it. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, again, this is my you know over optimistic personality shining through. I have a hunch that the big dog is Get not going burned. to win. So He's not long, going to. As long as the big dog doesn't win, I will enjoy this match. If the big dog wins, I will not have enjoyed this match. You no, know he's going to win. Like, yeah, there's no question about this that. elimination chamber all over again, lads. Do you want, like he is going to win? But I think it shouldn't close the show. I think it if will. he wins, and it should be uh, Nakamura and AJ winning that because I don't or main event because I don't think anyone cares who wins that or match. Either way, yeah. I think that could be the potential spoiler for this match. If this match does not go on last, then the big dog is winning. If the match goes on last, Reigns uh, loses. Could you imagine the cheer in the crowd when Reigns loses to send home uh, the crowd home happy? Fantastic. But that's the whole problem with the booking. They've been telling us that Brock is terrible for the last three weeks and he never shows up and now they're expecting, you know, then it's like Brock wins. Hooray. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? Anyway, we'll go into it slightly. Heyman uh, turns on Brock. Yeah. I think that's the obvious one, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. I see that happening on Raw rather than WrestleMania. But we'll get into it slightly. Um, so they're trying to make Brock the heel by replaying footage of him beating up the rejected top babyface. Not sure how that's going to work. And they replayed footage last week of this, in quotation marks, heel saving law enforcement officers after being beat up by the top babyface. <laughs> It 
doesn't make any sense. I like the thing Paul <laughs> threw in about the U.S. Marshals that he kind of inferred that he hired random people from a gym or something to to, to play U.S. Marshals. And you're like, you got to get the U.S. Marshals involved. And how do they get into the building? <laughs> <laughs> but that would explain why Roman Reigns is not in prison right now for assaulting U.S. Marshals. Exactly. As long as there's some out, we're okay. Yeah. Just suspend the disbelief a little bit. A little bit. But would uh, the other guys not get locked away for impersonating U.S. Marshals? Yeah, yeah maybe, that, maybe they are. We don't know what Paul is going to say next week. He might have some other cover story. And we're good. <laughs> we need to go to local detention facility and try and find out. <laughs> like, the thing is, you know, if you look at it, how did they get down the ramp through Gorilla and nobody said anything? Oh, we're just a couple of marshals just checking how you do business around here. And Vince is like, yes, sir. No problem, sir. <laughs> just tell us that's what happened. I'll be happy with it. America. America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Roman suspension is lifted. Uh, Roman is not here, and then they get a huge pop. Way! But then, oh, the big dog appears. Boo! Yeah, big dog. Big dog. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out through the crowd with a chair limping, but Lesnar intercepts with a clothesline. Roman sends Brock in his post, but then that ends up in three chair shots. Um, he goes for a Superman punch, but he's caught in the belly and belly, belly to belly, which looked absolutely class when he hit yep. outside. That was brilliant. Yep. Uh, hit Brock hits him with the steps. And he oh throws the steps. My God, that yeah. steps. That was legit headshot. That was crazy. Yeah, that wouldn't yeah. be loud in, in Louisiana. We two running themes there tonight. <laughs> Who wouldn't like that? Uh, <laughs> so he throws the steps in the ring. Another step shot. Four chair shots. Crowd asks for one more. He hits the. F- <laughs> The crowd asks for one more chair shot from the massive heel on the top baby face. Uh, hits the fifth shot, leaves, and then we did the thing again. He comes back, F5 onto the steps. Brock stands with the belt, points to the sign, leaves. I mean, it's okay. I don't really care, but... Yeah. yeah. Silence says it all. That's... Like, I, I, when Roman got the first the promos, the first couple, he was like, okay, I, I can get into this. And the last couple of weeks just been, what are you doing? Like, why? And yeah. my interest level is going down and down. Hence the not sure what to say at the start where you said one word. I was like, oh, balls. <laughs> yes. oh. <laughs> Mad for the big dog balls. Uh, came back then from break and Roman is still going up the ramp selling the ribs. And Cole says, if there's any silver lining, it's that Roman is leaving under his own power. And we're like, kind of could do with a bit of... Uh, viral meningitis or something here to take this. No one, don't want to see any injuries, but now that uh, viral viral meningitis is canon now, so we can use that. Uh, I like the the line Corey had then. He's not 100%, but even men at 200% are not able to stand up to Brock. So they're really selling how the big dog is going to conquer it. Big dog. Dead air. Yeah. Big dog. <laughs> he just peaked so many microphones and speakers everywhere. Thank <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, Lisa. Was that a Naito chant? That was a Naito from Lisa. Naito! <laughs> <laughs> Fans of Wrestle Kingdom will remember that. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Kenny <laughs> and Mr. Jax is broken. <laughs> I just love the Kenny, Kenny. Too many cans, that's too many cans of giddy. 
Uh, Not enough. Shout items. out to Jesus. One for you and one for your homie Jesus. <laughs> one for the homies. <laughs> you are down uh, with the homies. I'm gonna shock the world. I liked a Stephanie McMahon promo. What? Yeah. <laughs> they even called him the authority and I still ended up liking it. I don't know what's wrong with me. I know I've been busy at work this week. In fairness, it wasn't the promo. It was a video package. It's yeah. different. That's true. It could be heavily edited. Mm. Um, but like the, the kind of going through the whole thing. This is in the Olympics, MMA, judo. This is our world. We write the rules. We make the rules. Ronda Rousey doesn't scare me. I tell you what, lads, I don't believe her. I don't believe her. No. But she's got giant lady balls. <laughs> she does indeed. Um, and I, I love the name you put her in the script. Bollocks, Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And allegedly, <laughs> promo package for trips and bollocks, Jaws. <laughs> she, she's going into WrestleMania review as bollocks, Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, it's like so the usual I'm a McMahon which means Ronda Rosie simply works for me we'll humble her like we've humbled every other superstar <laughs> and then I said not a bad promo not bad at all that's oh, factual you ever that yeah. let me ask you one question who yes. are you and what have you done with the real Steve I don't know I'm about to come to my favourite guy Miz next as well. I, was yeah, say, I was about to say next up I, was, I was looking forward to the next part because this is where we're going to actually figure out if you are the real Steve <laughs> what did you make this week's Miz TV with Balor and Rollins the third one of them in the last two months well Gordo I thought it was a steaming pile of horse shit <laughs> yeah it's, it's Steve, the real Steve. <laughs> it's, it's all good um, but on all seriousness um, I thought it was really good I think the video package thing is kind of working for them at the moment Triple H was brilliant in it too very calm, cool, collected thing. But uh, as Gordo mentioned, we'd miss TV again. Uh, this has to die. Even he agreed with me last week on this. Mm. Nikki did anyway. <laughs> I, I liked what they did with the whole Miztourage swerve thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it wasn't bad. No, but the the, the would, methodology around it is it has to, it's it's dated. It has to go. Yeah, like you can do it in many different contexts. You know, it, it could have been a backstage tweening or something like that. But just Miss TV should be done like uh, the Peep Show or the Highlight Reel or any of those ones. Piper's Pit. A more infrequent uh, production should be done to make it all the more special when it does happen. Like Carlitos yeah. Cabana. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I like. The, I like the stage on the ramp instead for these interview segments. It makes them different. Don't Remember what was his name? Was it uh, Washington? He had a cool one. Abraham Washington. Uh, yeah, Abraham, Abraham Washington. Washington. Was that yeah. he had the couch and he had Tony Atlas standing next to the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that was probably the best thing from that era of wrestling <laughs> until he got fired. R.I.P. Oh, he made the comment about Kobe, didn't he? That's why he got fired. Yeah. So I uh, miss TV. Rollins uh, <laughs> 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 well, again. Uh, I kind of mentioned that did, they did this two weeks ago and he, Miz had a few great lines in this. It was like, Bo, Curtis, how do you think this whole Mr. Ash thing is going? What's at home? Or like, not very well. <laughs> well, me at least. He says he's been left on his back the last two weeks. Miz says the lads are nothing without him and believe your way back to the back to catering. I thought it was Way. Brilliant. That was a great line. Great line. Uh, so Rollins comes out and he says, Miss TV, terrible television. And I was like, I totally agree with you there. There's ways to do this, but 
Uh, but Balor and Rollins kind of stoked the flames with the dissension in the ranks of the Miz or the supposed dissension. Miz says he's better than a better intercontinental champion. Still, the maths don't make any sense. So what he's claiming is not true. I don't know why they're writing it this way. Yeah. But uh, it says better than Shawn Michaels, Macho Man, and Mr. Perfect. And of course, Mr. Perfect's son is in the ring. Um, and I so and I straight away I went. I put it on the Twitter as well. It's like I wonder what's going to happen because you can start to see this coming. Uh, the Mizettes force Miz back. Uh, Rollins and Balor are behind him, and then the Mizettes just attack Rollins and Balor. But uh, the Good Brothers come out, clear the ring, stare down between Rollins and Balor. Miz tries comes in again, but Balor saves Rollins with a sling blade and uh, holds the belt up, which leads us to next week where we're going to have Balor and Rollins again. And I assume Rollins wins it to 50-50 it up. And Miz runs in or something. Yeah. Miz has to do something because he's been on the losing end of these things for the last three weeks. So yeah. Something is... And it's your favorite thing. Champion getting pinned. You love it. Oh, yeah. No, that, okay, that won't happen. That won't happen, though, because he won't be on. He won't be competing. He'll be on commentary. I, yeah. It wouldn't be beyond them to make it a triple threat non-title match. <laughs> The week of WrestleMania. Here's the match you're giving at WrestleMania. Damn it, lads. It's my last topic. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll come to this later. Uh, But Um, I said that the the stats they're using, they're calling it the wrong thing is what it is. He's going to be the top cumulative days of uh, of IC title holder. He has held that belt longer than anyone else. Yeah, that's... He will have once he passes it. That that is fashion. The the way they're saying it is the longest... Raining champion, Raining. not what that is. No, just all he needs to do is say, "I have held this belt more longer than anyone else in the history of this company." Yeah, and maybe they're doing it just to annoy nerds like us about this. <laughs> That's fine, but I mean, the general man on the street would now think he's held it for like fifteen years. Do you know? No. It does. It's annoying. It just he's no fabulous moolah. Do you know what else is annoying? This whole oh, <laughs> this whole Sasha Bailey thing. I'm not digging this. It looks like they've pulled the finger out too soon. Like, this should have been what happens at Mania. Well, it should have happened ages ago, but since they've left it this long, they needed to wait till Mania. Yeah. Exact mundo. I don't understand why they're giving away the, the fruit for free right now. This is this is pay-per-view level backstabbing. This, this is what needs to happen at Mania. Problem. We, we had the argument backstage, and... Bailey says, I know you can't beat me. And Sasha's like, I'm, well, I'm a four times women champion. She's like, oh yeah, how long did you keep it? I love I that. that. That was great. The rest of it. And I said, very poor dialogue, complete with high school lockers behind them. <laughs> like, yep. It was very, very poor. Apart mm-hmm. from that, which was great. Too late for many, I hope. Please God, don't put this. Don't well, they've already this. announced that they're both in Val Royal, so... He, oh, have they? Okay, yeah. thank God. Okay, that that's yeah. one thing. That means they're just going to fight on Raw next week, and that's going to be it. <laughs> I reckon it'll be the two of them as the last two women in the what are they calling it now? The WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, yeah, the Chris Benoit Father of the Year Memorial. Oh, that's it. Sorry, I, I misheard. Uh, so yeah, in the Chris <laughs> Benoit Father of the Year Memorial Battle Royal, it will be the final, and it'll be the two of them and. Possibly a Bailey heel turn to screw no, Sasha. Somehow. It has to be Sasha. I, I know it has to be, but I'm using WWE logic here. <sighs> They're going to fuck us. Hashtag they, fuck no loop. In, they fuck you in the drive through. Hashtag yeah. I believe them all. Yeah. Uh, I think he's right. Just to quickly, it, right. just to quickly jump back to something Fitz said there about the whole thing of the. Uh, 
giving away stuff on free TV and all this shit or about the turns and everything. The big problem is they're even giving away their pay-per-views for free now because you can get your free transfer to the network at any time. So everything is free, essentially. So there is no waiting to a pay-per-view yeah. for payoffs. It's you sign up to the network today, you get Mania for free. I wonder, does that play into the way they think about this? I know we talked about it before, about the pay-per-view era being dead and how they don't need to build, but I'd still like to see proper build. Like, what's the... What do these shows even mean if there isn't a good build to it? Do you mean... Do you mean a build like the Golden Lovers versus the Young Bucks? I just mean a general two, three-week build-up, old-school ways. Uh, Heel interferes and faces match, costs them the match. You know, things like that. Tag team matches with random people. But costing each other distractions. We mean you don't want to see three matches of them facing off against each other before they have a match at the pay-per-view. You mean to whet the appetite for the match? Yeah, exactly. Nah, I'm good. In all <laughs> in all honesty though, like in recent memory, when was the last time you can safely sit back and say, you know what, WWE have put on a good story here for me over the last couple of months. I believe what's happened. I've been on the edge of my seat. NXT, it, I can say it. Ah, main roster. Tell mm. me when. I'd say they've done it for individual matches, but not for cards. But even individual matches, there, there hasn't been anything Daniel memorable. Daniel Bryan. Daniel That's, Bryan, what's that? We're going that? back a couple of years, like. Three years ago? Yeah. Four. Hmm. Was four, sure. Was that it? Yeah. yeah. They did a good job with Balor and Rollins that time into SummerSlam. Did they, though? Not really. I enjoyed I it, at least. It wasn't, oh, look, it wasn't Attitude Era levels. I enjoyed it, it at least. Good, though. Yeah, it was good. Honestly, like the whole the demon thing, you know, and bring it. You now they they shot the load of week early by bringing the demon out. They shouldn't have done that till SummerSlam. But Jesus, we're going back in time, lads. We're just moving <laughs> on. <laughs> speaking of speaking of uh, going back in time, segues on point last night. Way Cena and the Undertaker, Nikki. You reckon this will main event the show when it happens, not if it happens? Yeah, I reckon it's that makes sense. Like Taker main evented last year, and that was it seemed like it was going to be a send off. If he's actually having a match this year, it's probably going to be a send off. Leave the man on last, and this way you don't have the fighting between which whether Raw or SmackDown gets the main event slot. This is kind of a neutral match. It's not going to you know break come into that uh, argument. Yeah, it's like the attraction. Hmm. Uh, very quickly, Cena and Kane are not going through the match, but Kane or Cena wins with a, the attitude adjustment through the table. Once again, keeping the attitude adjustment going. Um, he calls out Taker again. He said, No lightning. And my favorite bit, no bells of terror. I was like, Is John <laughs> Cena broken? <laughs> <laughs> the bells of terror. I don't know. Just on that, have you seen the t shirt, the more of Long's t shirt? Marvelous. <laughs> it's so low rent and I love it. It's just, as it, said as it, Johnny, the night, it's just like one of those two euro shop t shirts. The ones <laughs> <laughs> they sell outside the, the tree arena when the gigs are on. Yeah. yeah. Or when you see a masked wrestler fake toy in the in deals, it's called, <laughs> it's like Ray, R A Y mystery, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> so tell me, um, but. We've uh, we've one show between now and WrestleMania. Are we going to see anything, or is Cena actually going to come out on WrestleMania night and call it the Undertaker one last time, and we're all left in suspense as to what will happen next? But this is what he kind of preempted, and he said this was a match with no rules. So they did swerve because I even thought, okay, they're doing it because it's an ODQ. Uh, he said, this is a match with no rules. Anything could happen. Anybody could be here. And he calls him a coward, and he's one more week to give him a yes or no. So you can't just do it at Mania. Although I'd never thought of it that way. Yeah. 
what would you prefer then? Would you prefer it to happen at Mania Gordo or or the Raw before? Uh, I'm nearly leaning towards it being on the Raw because they've done this whole thing of I have no problem going to WrestleMania as a fan. And he keeps drilling that I have no problem going as a fan. I'll go as a fan, yada, yada, yada. If he goes as a fan, he has no reason to be in the ring calling somebody out. It's true. So I think it has to be on Raw next week if you want to keep the continuity of him saying he's going to go as a fan. Uh, I really wish he hadn't done any of that shit or even mentioned that at all. And then just called him out at me. He'll go pay a visit to Matt Hardy. He'll go into Lake of Reincarnation, come back out as Biker Taker, and then we can have our match. It'll be fine. Yes. Can, can Cena go in as well and come back as Doctor Thugonomics? <laughs> there was a thing I was listening to Edge and Christian because you know they did that whole thing with uh, Brett and and Austin, hmm. but they did their intro package and they, they they reviewed Ultimate Deletion, and they thought of an idea where Edge and Christian would sit on a barn and watch it as it plays out. So the next time they do it, they'd just be sitting, you know, like the old the two old men in Sesame Street <laughs> sitting in the box. <laughs> I fucking love that. Oh, that'd be fantastic. The two of them playing kazoo along to whatever Rebby is playing on the yeah. piano. What <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a ticker. <laughs> I, I kind of want to see that at WrestleMania instead. <laughs> Live shot of the Hardy compound. But yeah, there was no bells of terrors. Uh, will there be bells of terror next week? I wonder. Steve, I like your theory. I never thought of it that way. That it could happen at Mania. I like. I like the whole going into a show and not knowing what happens. You know, it it gives the added factor of: Are we going to see something here, or are we not? Obviously, we're going to see something because they're not going to have no payoff to to the story for the last few weeks. But I'd love it. I'd love if they, they did nothing again next week and they went to Mania and Cena comes out halfway through the show because it's not main eventing. Sorry, Nick. And calls out to take her one last time and then something happens. Then you get the the 10 mile runway entrance on a bike. You know, it, it would be perfect. You know, it means that he doesn't have to walk down. So to save at least half an hour off the entrance. <laughs> yeah. You know, so like uh, give give us some surprises. My biggest problem from WrestleMania last year was there was no surprises from about a month out. You know, this year at least there's a couple of things the where a little bit unsure. You knew about the Hardys, though. Yeah, yeah like th- th- that wasn't exactly a surprise. Like it was a surprise in so far as that we got what we were expecting. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, biggest you surprise, the biggest surprise last Mania weekend was Drew showing up in the NXT crowd. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, nobody saw that coming. JR. His wife had only died. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. They've got to be cooking something up, you know? I I just don't want it to be Dead Man Taker. I I think it is. I think that's the surprise that it's, 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 uh, what you call him, American Badass. That makes sense. To me, it makes sense to be American Badass. It just it makes more yeah. sense. That way. Like that's the worst case scenario is Dead Man. Best case scenario is American Badass. I wonder, like, will he just be labeled with the Trump stuff if he does that? If he comes back as the American Badass, so I think they'll probably they want to avoid all that. So I think they'll probably go a big evil. But you have Kid Rock who sang the American Badass song, so you kind of yeah. have to use that song. Yeah, it's just getting worse and worse, isn't it? 
they could bring out their favorite band, Limp Biscuit. WWE's favorite band. I believe you heard that at WrestleMania 19, Gordo, which we'll be covering later. And speaking of stories that pay off after weeks of build, we will have our final <laughs> WrestleMania rewind. What do they call it? Revisited later. Uh, WrestleMania 19. Also, speaking of WrestleMania, there's a quiz currently on twobitsports.com. But what is this quiz about? quiz about? You tell us, Vince. You made it. <laughs> <laughs> it is WrestleMania Part 1. How many parts will there be? It depends on how much of, ours, uh, of, a, of a shite I actually give about doing more. We'll have at least one more next week in anticipation of the Big Dog's main event of WrestleMania 34. The big show. Do you want me to go in and edit the title and put a question mark after part one? <laughs> I, actually ha- I actually had a question mark in there and I took it out. <laughs> so there are 20 questions. It's not as hard as my usual quizzes, so I expect to see better percentage, lads. Give it a shot. Yeah. See if you can do it. Challenge your mates. I don't think you can get 20 out of 20. No, I said I, it there. I got 17. Uh, I'll, try I'll try it on air later. Don't go away the answers, though. You spoil up. Yeah, well, I can't think of a segue with the word spoiler to get into gender <laughs> and fucking <laughs> spoiler. It's shit. Spoiler, <laughs> as in the match. I say spoiler. I'm not spending more than sixty seconds on this. Okay, <laughs> so. Uh, we did tag match. Jinder picks Rusev to face Orton and Rude in a tag match uh, because whichever Singh brother that's healthy is now not healthy. Uh, Rusev pins the champion on TV 12 days before Mania, lads. I have to say it. I don't mind this one. No. I don't no. mind this one. Yeah, that's what I'd say to you is that it's in a tag match. The, and I would say he could have pinned the other guy, but this makes sense that now he has a way in. Yeah. But I still don't like there's other ways there's thousands of other ways to this do it this is the way to do it this is how you get Rusev in the tag match in the title match which I'm assuming you're about to come to he is now in oh is it official now is it oh yeah they made it official on Smackdown Fatal 4 no they just said he was going to talk to Daniel nope. Bryan about it they, they, they said they came back to it later on and said he talked to Daniel Bryan and it's now Fatal 4 and they showed well, up well I didn't see that <laughs> <laughs> the reason behind it is because of his uh, merchandise sales hmm Vince was so yeah. happy with the merch sales, he basically turned around and said, you know what, you deserve better than the Battle Royal. We all deserve better than the Battle Royal. <laughs> what but a wonderful Rusev day it is. One less a, a happy good Rusev day to you. Yep. Yes. Um, Rusev day as our Lord and Saviour is above on the cross now. <laughs> but that this does mean there's one less triple threat on at Mania now. It's no longer it's no triple, longer triple, triple threat. Yeah. No. We have to add another one. Yeah. Well, if Shane doesn't fucking make it, it might end up being another one. (laughs) Cena versus Taker versus Kane. Oh, God. First, the American badass. Fatal four-way. Alexa versus Nia versus the art of wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, So, Daniel Bryan came out then, and we're kind of talking about the general manager picture, because I assume they have to hire someone for this prestigious job now. But uh, he makes the match official. We say Daniel Bryan... Uh, and Shane against Kevin and Sammy. So they keep the jobs if they win, and they remain fired if they lose. So Brian kind of says he's sick of meetings and paperwork and blazers and cardigans. He throws off his jumper just to get back in the ring to wrestle, but Kevin and Sammy try to kick their ass. 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 After warning the kiddies, he'd say ass three times, and it kind of ruined it on me. (laughs) It's like, you can't say ass now, really? 
Good God, watch WrestleMania 19, the stuff they got away with. There. <laughs> <clears throat> but it's, yeah. yeah, it was a great promo up until that kind of end bit. Yeah. Was little, and I, he's like, sure I don't want to say it. <laughs> the way he was bigging up, I was like, he's going to at least go, pro, go up to a bitch, like, you know. Yeah, yeah like he's, he's there. I fought for three years to get back to this. And then you do this to me, you poopy heads. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. You don't have to call them bastards, or you could though. Yeah. But I don't. Know. I'm gonna spank your bottom. Uh, but <laughs> that's a different show. That also at WrestleMania 19. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say we are we on the catfight girls thing, are we? Uh, <laughs> but the question is, will this match actually happen? I don't because see a way shame. this could be a triple threat. I I can't see any match that involves Kevin versus Sammy. I think they have to be on a team together against one, two, or three people. Yeah, I mean, if, if, no, if it's so. going to be if the the, the rumor, well, not rumor, Shane has diverticulitis. The question is whether he's going to be back in time. Though we have said that he will be, but we'll see. Uh, and I said the, the way to you put a surprise person in with Daniel if he can't make it on the night. That's the only real way you can do it. Yeah, so, just in case anyone doesn't know what that is, that's what forced Brock Lesnar to retire from the UFC. <laughs> That same illness. So this the first is... the first time it was drugs. The second time, <laughs> uh, he'll be back in the pool soon. He'll be fine. <laughs> um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. They, they can always plug but, somebody else in, but yeah. I don't think who it's would you put be... in? Uh... Mr. Ziggles, got to be Mr. Ziggles. He was yeah. the one I thought. Yeah, Johnny Gargano. I said Johnny Gargano. I was like, team Superface. I said at the Fist Theater. Yeah. He's going to be dead after Saturday night. <laughs> no, he's he's got to win that match. No, he's not. Not a notion. We'll he's be covering that next week with our NXT TakeOver predictions. But... Fitz won't be here, though. He can't make his, his, his input. Don't worry. We'll make them up for him. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll dial in from Nola. Nolans. Nolans. So the tag team scene on SmackDown not spending much time here either. It's a triple threat match, done. Triple threat match official. Uh, Kofi said one may say the road to this match was bludgeon. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, Rowan, although there was a great uh, bludgeon, sorry, there was a great feat of strength. Uh, it was like the old test of strength back in the eighties. Uh, Rowan managed to pick up both hammers <laughs> oh, by himself. It's impressive. He is it's double tower. I also loved how uh, Harper managed to completely whack the ring full belt with a hammer. And yeah. it was fine. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's made of rubber or something. That's... Apparently, there is a rumor that this match will be a ladder match. Ooh. That's I, be... if they If they add that stipulation, at least it makes sure New Day will definitely get on the main card. Because this is one of the matches that's a danger to go on to the pre-show. And it's, or not New Day, uh, Usos. And like, if the Usos end up on the pre-show again, like they won't be. Best I people. I think there will be fucking war if they end up on the on it again. I this they have to be on the main show this year. Like they could do it uh, like the outrage there was last year when the women's uh, SmackDown the SmackDown women's title match ended up was on the pre-show and there was outrage and they moved it. So it could end up the same type of way if it does end and, up happening. But and the match suffered because of it because yeah. it was moved. It didn't get the time it needed. No, just a co-main event and lasted for five and a half minutes. Yeah, it was the pits break. In so, a six-way match, for fuck's sake. But anyways, uh, we'll move on to what should be the main event. Uh, AJ and Nakamura. A similar build again, but this time we had Nakamura in a match with Shelton Benjamin. AJ was ringside because I think they're probably keeping him wrapped in cotton wool. Don't let that man do anything. <laughs> keep, him, keep him good. 
So Gable attacks, AJ makes a save, Nakamura leaves, all sorts of shite was going on. Uh, I think I jumped ahead there by mistake, didn't I? Who won the match? Nakamura won the match, Nakamura. but then Gable attacked, AJ made the save, Nakamura leaves, but then AJ is attacked, and Nakamura makes a save. And then when AJ was down towards the corner, Nakamura tees hitting the Kinj Sasha. And he went for it, hyped himself up, and then stopped short, but then patted him on the head. This Perfect. was amazing. Loved it. Brilliant. Literally, so it's, it's taken one year almost to the day for WWE to finally allow Shinsuke Nakamura to show his personality. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. Um, this thing doesn't need much build at all, and what they're doing is perfect. It's just keeping it ticking along. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Don't have much to say. Uh, it's good. perfect. <laughs> let's just keep everyone. Let's just keep everyone healthy. <laughs> please, God, <laughs> do not take a triple threat match, okay? Just uh, please. Which brings me to my last topic before we move on. Which Mania match gets spoils next spoiled next week because we don't have to wait until WrestleMania to see it? Raw tag team. Raw tag team. Okay. No, we still don't know the partner. Yeah, but, but that's be, when we find out. It'll yeah, it'll be it'll be a, a handicap match on Raw in tepar- preparation for the tag match at Mania. And someone comes out for the save. Yeah. Elias. Yeah. Whoever it's going to be, I don't know. I don't know. If, I, Elias is too obvious. I feel like they won't do that. Cass. What's the reason for Cass though? It makes no sense. Mm. <laughs> WWE booking. Does it ever make sense? Ah, cast to win the battle royal makes sense. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no. he's, he's, he's gonna be your smackdown. He's your smackdown GM. If you're watching WrestleMania LID like we are later, a terrible remix of Voodoo Child that they dubbed over it. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's going to stand right next to a mountain, chop it down with the edge of his hand, Nicky. <laughs> he's going to show Nia Jax how to do a leg drop. Yeah, I think. Uh, oh, I don't think Hulk can do much. That's the thing. No, can I, he lift his leg for a big boot? That's, yeah. As as Gordon said, if he's back, I reckon he's SmackDown GM. Mm-hmm. They won't put him on SmackDown though. Will they? They'll want him for Raw. Hey, pick it up. Yeah. TV mm-hmm. negotiations. Yep. Got to get SmackDown's numbers up. That's more money. True, true. And I think you're spot on with the, the yeah, that'll probably be the match. Unless they do a thing where Miz tries to interfere in the match between Rollins and Balor, and then Kurt Angle comes out, this match is now a triple threat. <laughs> and you're like, I hate you all. Why are you doing this? Nia and Alexa is another contender for probably will happen before the show. No, I think they're going to give Nia her mania moment. What is our early anticipations for the matches that get pulled to the pre-show? That's I, I'm trying to work that out. I can't figure the cruiserweight title is probably more than likely going to be on the pre-show. What a shame! I don't what like it. What a shame! But it probably is. I reckon. I reckon the US title. It should. It has to. Like it. Uh, I, would, I think Nia and Alexa. Yeah, they're the three. That's, that's the three I'd pick. But what about the battle royals? I would put one of the battle royals. I think the men's battle royal is going to it. Yeah, to close to close the show. To close men's, the men's battle royal yeah. closing the pre-show, and I think you will have. I think the US title, and I think that I think I think they may pull Sasha and Bailey and put them on a pre-show. Uh, that's even worse. That's even stupider, isn't it? 
Yep. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying <laughs> there's already enough matches on the card, though. I don't think you can add another match at this point. There's 13 matches already announced for the card, not including John Cena. But here's I, the thing: you don't have to go 35 minutes in the main event. No, not that Brock can, but you know, in general, you don't have to have these big long matches like we talked about last week and the week before. Those were a lot of those WrestleMania matches. Nice six, eight, ten minute matches were great. And if, it's part of the reason I think the Alexa Nia match is staying on. I think it's going to be a quick win for Nia, and I don't think there's any point having that on the pre-show. I think it's going to be less than three minutes. Nia wins. Interesting that you mentioned that, Gordo. Apparently, the post WrestleMania feud is going to be. Nia Jax versus Asuka. Do, do, do. So that throws a spanner into the works. Who, do, who has chance titles? What? Where? What? When? Exactly. So oh. is, is Unless Asuka this is drafted. Unless she gets drafted. Yeah, but that means she's losing to Alexa, which I personally want to see because Alexa's a better wrestler. Hmm... I think, yeah, Nia moved to SmackDown because Asuka will be moved because she'll win the title. Mm-hmm. And they keep Sasha and Charlotte as far away from each other as possible. Please, for the love of God, I can't go through that <laughs> yep. again. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, overall, lads, the penultimate week. I don't, did any, I suppose I didn't know the Rusev thing had been added, so that's something that's added. But outside of that, nothing, nothing really has been accomplished. There's a lot riding on next week. Yeah, yeah, nothing, nothing major. Um, <laughs> like us, <laughs> you're two weeks out from Mania. How is there nothing? It's, like, yeah. I think you said it in your review, Gordo. It was basically a recap sh- or a, a preview show. It felt like a pre-show. It really yeah. felt like a pre-show. I was sitting there, and I was remember by the end of the hour, at the first hour, I actually put out a tweet saying, "For fuck's sake, we're forty-five minutes into this." Like I have another two hours and fucking fifteen minutes to go, and like I just I was debating going to bed. It was fuck it, fuck him anyway. Yeah, that, that daylight yeah. savings is after kicking us in the ass there, big time. It was great <laughs> oh, for a few weeks. I had those like three weeks of, of pleasure and amazing. Oh, it was great. I had me Norios eating before all started. I didn't know what the fuck to do for the first hour. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening in America, you'll just never understand. You'll never understand the pain of having to watch stuff at one in the fucking morning uh, and UFC main cards because I don't even watch pre-shows on there because fuck the pre-show. Fuck the pre-show everywhere. Uh, <laughs> 3 a.m. starts and you're still waiting till five for the main event. Those are tough, especially on McGregor nights when you're on the, on the beer all night and then you still have to get up and uh, watch it at five o'clock. But, and it only lasts 13 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's all you want all you anyway. like like most things that lasted that time of night uh. <laughs> oh lord anyway Nikki, have you got some uh irish wrestling news or have irish i jumped the gun and caught you off guard no no i've, I've got stuff yeah. good good uh, so basically there isn't too much news news it's basically just preview for this weekend because there's a lot of irish wrestling happening this weekend as we record this last it might be over i'm not sure uh uh, Fight Factory have their show uh, on its Fight Factory episode 4 where we only booked us on Good Friday because we thought people couldn't drink and wouldn't have anything else to do um, so on the on the, on this match today, I, I ran through quickly last week I think there's a fatal four way three stages of hell for the Irish tag team titles uh, between Morden Hype, Superman and Tembrose uh, Soldiers of Fortune and Collar and Elbow uh, which include a fatal regular four, fatal four way match a tables match and a no holds barred match We've got Valkyrie versus Debbie Keitel. We've got the Grapple Games qualifiers, which uh, are going to be Michael May versus Sky Davis, Biko versus Sammy D, 
LJ Cleary versus Axe and a 15 person over the top rope elimination battle uh, battle royal. Um, and what is the uh, Dublin State Athletic Commission stance on this match? I, I'm not sure because it's an over the top battle royal. I'm assuming that they're allowed to do it. I, I, got, I, got, I got a proper statement from them. They said, Is this like the boxing? <laughs> <laughs> is that the thing Hulk Hogan does? But um, so that's to, uh, yesterday. Um, so if you're at that, I'm sure it was great. Hope you enjoyed it. Well done. Uh, tonight, uh, we've got OTT Martinez. I Saturday tried to keep this cafe. Uh, we've got OTT Martinez Gaff Party Tree on the Tivoli Theatre up in Dublin. Uh, the card for this is Duncan Disorderly versus Adam Brooks. We've got a fatal four way for the gender neutral title, which is LJ, the new champ LJ Cleary versus TK. Versus TK Cooper versus Martina versus Joey Janela. If you didn't see, they put up a video earlier today uh, on or yesterday on uh, social medias. Uh, LJ Cleary basically getting ready for the match, more than hype preparing him for the match, basically trying to get ready for the, the other three people. So he's drinking cans to prepare for Martina. He was uh, being ready for the unexpected with TK Cooper by doing the, the look at this the circle thing and getting punched in the arm and then Joey Janela uh, he was uh, eating a bowl of um, tomtacks and then <laughs> then then he happened to catch a glimpse of Joey Janela uh, uh, throwing someone off the roof of um, what's the name of the company CCW CCW thank you uh, off the roof of that through a big truck full of barbed wire and all that that and see he got scared and ran away so yeah that should be an entertaining match to, uh, but uh then we've got Angel, uh, kings of the north versus the angel Cruiser, cruisers in a Ooh. number one contendership match for the tag team titles who is going in as face and heel in that match they're both they, they did a promo video as well for this and the kings were going more on the heelish side than the cruisers were but i reckon it's going to be in traditional OTT fashion, face versus face. But I reckon the, the crowd are probably going to go more with the cruisers. I have a feeling this might be turning mm. the Kings a bit more healy, possibly breaking the Kings up. Ooh, it's time. Mm. It's Corvin time. Corvin, a singles run. Because Bonesaw's already starting oh, to take a back seat. I'm starting to get erect thinking of Corvin <laughs> and Devlin. Oh, that's going to be good. Oh, that's going to be a war. Uh, Heal Corvin as well. Perfect. Mm. So we'll see, we'll see how this goes. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm predicting cruisers to win somehow through mystery stuff that Angel Cruz will do. Go on. Cor- uh, Bonesaw to take the pain, Corvin to get pissed off, break up there, boom, that's how it's happening. Mm. Uh, this is the match I'm most looking forward to on the show. Yeah. yeah. Angel Cruz is going to bring a gun into the Tivoli. <laughs> it's quite possible. <laughs> Who knows? But... Uh, other than that, we've got three more matches uh, that they've announced. They've got uh, an NLW tournament qualifier to see who gets into the NLW tournament that they're doing contenders. Uh, it's going to be Chris Ridgway versus El Fantasmo. So Chris Ridgway making his ODT debut. El Fantasmo we've seen before, and he was great. So I'm looking forward to that one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what could possibly be a, a contender for matching as well? Mark Haskins versus Scotty Davis. Mm-hmm. Good I lord! Feel, I feel so sorry for Mark Haskins. Like he's not a heel. But he's getting booed because he's facing hometown heroes for the last few months. Poor fucker, man. He, he deserves, I don't, I don't say better luck, but Jesus, you know, I, I want to cheer for him so badly, but I just can't. I have to cheer for the other guy. I, I, I may cheer him on this one. Controversial. 
So yeah, they kind of need to make with some of the the new guys they're bringing up more heelish because the moment they're just all getting cheered. Yeah. <laughs> Even Alja Cleary who was supposed to be a heel, everyone loves him. Yeah. But then the main event of the evening is Jordan Devlin versus Angelico for the. I mean, they haven't said it's for the OT title, but I assume it's for the OT title. Always is. Yeah. Not always. One of the contender shows recently wasn't. Jordan Devlin was in the main event in a non-title match. Was that the one where he'd just gotten the OTT title and the and they were saying that the NLW title was taken over, so he didn't put his OTT one on the line, maybe? I think that might have been it, yeah. But he didn't yeah. announce it with the NLW title after the match. So I don't know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there was that that was that was the the show. It was maybe, against, maybe he wasn't facing a foreigner. He was facing a foreigner. Oh, he doesn't like them. <laughs> Such a racist. It's just now, Jordan. How's he gonna present that kind of thing? <laughs> the fucking Greeks. It's not the Greeks, it's the imports he's after. <laughs> imports. A great bunch of lads. But, uh, yeah, so we're, we're me, Fitz, and Gordo are heading up to this show and the next one I'm about to talk about. So we might do a live review thing after it in the hotel. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll bring my mic anyway. We'll see. We'll see. Um next then on Sunday we have OTT Defiant. Uh, first ever all women's OTT show on also in the Tivoli. On this, uh, we've got singles matches Dash Shikara versus Jordan Grace, and we've got a tag match Laura Matteo and Chris Wolf versus Charlie Evans and Charlie Morgan. Uh, I've only seen one of those six people in Let's person go before. Charlie. <laughs> And it was Chris Wolf and she was fantastic. I've seen some clips online and stuff of some of the others. I haven't seen all of them. So uh good from what I've seen anyway. So hopefully it should be all good. And the main kind of attraction for the show is there's a tournament uh uh ish, a one night tournament where there's gonna be three uh three singles matches and the winners of those face Martina in a fatal four way match for the title later on the night. So three singles matches are Katie Harvey versus Valkyrie. Nina Samuels versus Sammy Jane and Debbie Keitel versus Raven Creed. Now, those should be pretty good singles matches in themselves, any especially like Debbie and Raven have had good matches pretty much every time I've seen them face off. Uh, but then, as I said, the winners of that will face Martina in a fatal four way, which you have to imagine she's losing the title in because she's going off to the Japs. She's going to do the Graps and Japs. I'm trying to think which three do you have to go into that. Uh, it has to be Katie. You'd assume Katie. Nina. Gotta Nina. put Debbie in there because she follows me on Twitter, so she has to be in the match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said K- Katie, Debbie, and Nina, I'd say. Yeah. Makes sense. It makes sense, I think. Yeah. And But who takes the title then? Is it? I, I'd say give it to Debbie. Don't give it. Katie, Katie's too obvious. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Depends how often Nina's going to be around because I like she was great her first show over here. Yeah, except she, for the dickheads she, in the crowd, but that's a different issue. I just think she's somewhat involved because she did that when they did the Bobby George Jr. Bobby thing. George. She was a, she was the news anchor and that, and that. So yeah. she might be being more involved going forward. Who knows? But if not, I'd like the the winner of Debbie Gatell versus Raven Creed. I wouldn't mind either of them getting that one. Yeah, no, definitely not. That'd be awesome. Also, now that you mentioned it, R.I.P. Bobby George Jr. <laughs> Sad day it's for a, the parish. It, it is. But we do have uh, now the, uh, the Spanish or Mexican cousin of... Uh, Spanish. Spanish. Uh, Jose, uh, Jorge Idolo, was it? Jose, Jose Idolo. Jose. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so good. I, I, my, my contender review will be up at some point. <laughs> I'm halfway through the show. 
But uh, I, I don't know. I think that's all the news I have. I don't think there's nothing else really announced for upcoming stuff. But yeah, that's it. That's this coming weekend. Wrestling. Very good. Wrestling so now we move on. Sorry, you got that's, it in there at the end. <laughs> that's it. Uh, so now we move into WrestleMania 19. Revisited. as we know the international year of fresh water hey. oh, cool. oh good yeah, yeah and everyone everywhere thought well that's so raven hey. <laughs> it happened that show started that year 2003 uh Never see I'm, str- I'm reaching this week lads i'm reaching this <laughs> week trust me uh so as i mentioned last week for many 17 wrestling was great but every other form of entertainment was in the shitter uh head of state was the US box office number one on that day and the recruit was the UK number one and I haven't heard of either of these films nope nope uh, I have heard of this though 50 Cent just finished his fourth of nine weeks at the top of the US billboard charts with the audible canter that was in the club I remember I side note to that and I'll be very quick I was in second year in secondary school when that song came out and he was all popular and a girl turned to me and said, oh, do you like 50 Cent's new song? And I'm like, oh, no, I've never heard of them. Are they any good? (laughs) 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 That'd be a lot of the answers I'd say to anyone that is on the radio now. Like, what are they? (laughs) Uh, It was even worse on this side of the world, though, lads. Uh, Gareth Gates featuring the the Kumars had just assaulted the airwaves with a cover of Spirit in the Sky spending two weeks on the so 10 days previously the US and UK coalition forces invaded Iraq looking for magic beans George Bush had seen in a dream (laughs) 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 it was the uh, the 11th season of the Premier League and a youngster named Wayne Rooney had burst onto the scene Rooney scored a worldly on his debut to beat Arsenal it wouldn't be the only only disappointment for Arsenal that season (laughs) after having an 8 point lead at the top of the table at the start of March they finished second to a rampant Manchester United team who after having their final loss in the campaign back in Boxing Day went unbeaten for the rest of the season to clinch the Premier League title. Way! Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alex Ferguson was named Manager of the Decade. Uh, there was no games this week. Now I assume it was an international mm. break. Uh, but when United returned to action the next week, they hammered Liverpool 4-0 at home. Way! The eventual... <laughs> <laughs> Just for you and, and your one, Gordo. Had to throw it in to keep the continuity, but the eventual top scorer, Ruud van Nistelrooy, putting two past the bin dippers. Way <laughs> get full. That's why I deserve that. Uh, that's literally that's all I could find. There was nothing else going on around now. Like I, I, the, I looked up news stories. Everything was the Iraq war. You couldn't find nothing. Well, in, fe- so. in on February the fourth that year, Yugoslavia split into Serbia and Montenegro. <laughs> um, I found and changed of, the Eurovision forever. Yeah, um, yeah. I, the, I, the Eurovision. I found <laughs> oh, the Eurovision. The Eurovision was won for the first time ever by Turkey that year with their song Every Way That I Can. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that year, do you know what we sent to the Eurovision? Oh, God. What did we send? Mickey Hart. Oh, we got Mickey the world. Joe. <laughs> Mickey Joe Hart. Jesus. We've got the world tonight. <laughs> Hold on together. And I will point out, on the GAA front, this was actually quite a good year for both Tip and Mayo. 
because Tip won the camogie and Mayo won the women's football. Uh, Han the women, I believe yeah. her. <laughs> and it's also the year that them across the water won the Rugby World Cup, but fuck those guys. <laughs> Where's your Grand Slam dickheads? Hey! <laughs> fuck uh, all your motherfuckers. And uh, unfortunately, this this week of the year also gave us one of the worst things that ever existed. Uh, do you are you familiar with the Cash Me Outside girl? Yes, that bitch was born on the twenty sixth of March, just four days before <laughs> this WrestleMania aired. How about that? Oh wow, that's a fact and a half. That's a good one. Uh, when I was looking up, as I said, it was a lot of stuff of countries joining the EU. <laughs> I was like, that's not very, that's not even that funny. I couldn't find funny ways of doing that. <laughs> but uh, what wasn't funny was the fighting this night. Uh, Safeco Field, Seattle, Washington. First many under the new WWE name, um, having lost the WWF name to a bunch of pandas. <laughs> it was the first mania after the first draft. The official team was Crack Addict by Limp Biscuit. Can you imagine the that now? Favorite band. Favorite. <laughs> favorite band. They're probably on the outs with the young fella Kid Rock around the time. <laughs> but uh, we opened with what was uh, the Cruiserweight Championship match with the best match fact of all. Uh, Matt often wonders how they ever did WrestleMania without him. <laughs> and now we ask the very same question. Uh, interesting fact on this one is they on the network feed they no longer have the national anthem showing because it was sang by Ashanti and for some reason they've decided to remove it from their feed on the network. Hmm. Strange. Wonder what she uh, got herself into. God only knows. Maybe <laughs> considering, just she... considering Chris Benoit is on the network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, no. For some reason they got rid of Ashanti, um, which is weird. But yeah, the first match was indeed. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Raymond Mysterio, um, which was in fact Ray Mysterio's first ever WrestleMania match. And he was in the opener for the Cruiserweight title back when the limit for it was £220, which Matt Hardy barely made after weeks of rigorous training. Uh, so This is back in the days where we actually had proper lucha Ray Mysterio, so... He was doing all stuff like multiple head scissors from different parts of the ring. Um, all the flippy shit, all the stuff that indie wrestlers can't do in New Orleans this year. <laughs> uh, one interesting note, and it's something that Nikki picked up on commentary as well when we were talking about it, is that Michael Cole admitted on commentary that he likes latex. What? <laughs> he admitted that he likes latex because they were talking about Rey Mysterio's latex top that he was wearing. His daredevil top. Yeah, and Taz turned around and said, you like latex, don't you, Cole? And Cole says, oh, I love latex. I'm still trying to figure out this whole teabagging thing, though. (laughs) This is on commentary on WWE (laughs) Network. Um, So, yeah, good match, as I said, back and forth. Uh, You had Shannon Moore on the outside, who was causing a couple of distractions, so... Little MF-er. Yeah, that little MF-er. They need to get that MF-er out of the way, and uh, there was some interesting commentary on the back of that. But uh, Ray goes for the West Coast pop. Uh, Misses. Matt counters with a roll-up, and he grabs onto the ropes. Um, Yeah, pretty perfect, really. Good good opener. Uh, It was the first ever Hardy win at WrestleMania for either Hardy boy. Hmm. Wow. Yep. Edge and Christian kept winning all the tag matches. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's the problem. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, first time they ever won one of them. Um, so we went straight from the from the joy of that to <laughs> the fucking Miller Light catfight girls appearing. Uh, all I have for, for this the is, first of many times. Yeah, literally, all I have for this is no. <laughs> As in, even I wouldn't because I don't know what I can catch. <laughs> uh, the next match, which 
Jesus Christ. You probably get a dose of the Ashanti. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Our second match of the night was the Undertaker, the the man who we don't know where he is right now, versus Big Show and A-Train before he turned Japanese after an F5 by Lesnar. Um, (laughs) So this was originally supposed to be a tag team match until I believe it was on Heat that night. Uh, Nunzio leads Taker's supposed tag team partner Nathan Jones into the shower uh, because <laughs> yeah. he had his because he had his wallet uh, and he got attacked by Show and Train. In reality, they realized that he was green as goose shit and they wanted to take him off the show. Um, so nothing just, highlighted that. Speaking of green as goose shit, are you going to go straight to the finish? Um, I, I was quickly going to mention the fact that WWE's favorite band, Limp Bizkit, actually played Undertaker <laughs> down to the ring uh, for the first of their two performances that night. Uh, and that A-Train kind of messed with the bike and spat on the bike. So, But I, I do it in that performance. Fred Durst forgot some of the lyrics to the song, did not sing the backup part in the chorus at all. Nope, not the slightest. For um, the win would have done it better. For the win, for the win are the fucking band that should be on WrestleMania every year. They are yeah. audio aids. <laughs> Check audio, audio Ashanti. Audio Ashanti. <laughs> for the win on YouTube. www.youtube.fordewinband. Because we have a name. We, we, we actually have one. <laughs> Weirdly enough. Um, but yeah, so the, the, the match was god awful. Um, essentially big the ending, dog. Big, yeah, Undertaker was the big dog back then before the bigger dog came along. Um, <laughs> woof, woof. woof. Yeah, he, he that's the Undertaker bark right now, as opposed to the big dog. The big uh, dog. <laughs> the dog. Uh, the ending came when Nathan Jones actually comes running down the ramp, and somehow, with their fantastic eyesight, Big Show and A Train actually managed to spot him coming from around about 200 yards away. Uh, and Big Show gingerly ran up halfway up the ramp to meet him because otherwise, we'd still be there trying to fucking watch it. Um, Nathan Jones ducks under a punch from Big Show and hits a spinning kick, which looked like it actually legit caught Show in the face. Um, the one issue I have with that is this was officially made a handicap match. Shouldn't that be interference? Undertaker lost his streak when he was at ten and zero. The streak, the streak was lost this night. Yeah. Yep. He came in and he hit the big boot. That's a DQ. And the ref looked at him like he was going to kill him. He put his hands up and we're like, "Oh, what have you done?" Oh, I've read, I read up on a little bit and people are saying, well, in kayfabe, maybe the ref just let it go because the Undertaker was getting beat down. But he has to be above that. He has to be calling it right down the middle. Yeah. Right down the middle. Like right if they, had, the if they hadn't have specifically said at the start in the announcement announcing the match, this is a handicap match, then it would have been fair enough because he's supposed to be in the match. Could have just said this is a tight team match. Just then they could say on commentary, oh, there's no Nate Jones. Yep. But he's but, still technically in the match. Or they could have gone with the whole self-defense because Big Show went after him, yada, yada. But he then went one step further. He gets in the ring. He kicks A-Train in the middle of the ring. And then Tombstone and bang, Taker goes That's to 11-0. You could let the outside the ring stuff slide easily. You can explain that away. But right, uh, Michael Cole actually said it, Jimmy. He go, I, I, uh, uh, tombstone, you know, he kind of went like that. He mm. got, he's for, he didn't know what to say. No, yeah, and nobody backstage knew what to say. So shit, I wonder. Shit went south. It wasn't the only time a ref made an absolute cock up that night, but I'll come to my notes later. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> all. All I have for the next part after this is catfight girls again. Fuck off, skanks. <laughs> also, Tori looking at her own Playboy magazine in great awe. To be fair, I often look at her Playboy magazine with great awe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And Stacy had a great advertising campaign called Testicles. Yeah. 
Uh, remember Test, the good Baron Corbin that I mentioned last week. <laughs> different times, lads. Different uh, times. Um, yeah, so upping the quality of the women's segments, because it's not that <laughs> fucking difficult, we then went into a triple threat match between Trish Stratus, Jazz, and Victoria. Um, the, basically, the build for this match was quite simple. Trish and Jazz had a number one contendership match. Victoria interfered and laid both of them out. Boom, triple threat. Simple. Um, this is another portion of music that I believe was dubbed over on the network yes. because she used to come out to tattoo yeah, all the things all she, the said, she said. Yeah, it was a terrible thing they put over. It is fucking ridiculous. Uh, she came out with actual Stevie Richards. Um, <laughs> actual Stevie Richards. Um, fairly solid enough match. Uh, stiff. Jazz is a stiff worker. Just said she Jazz had Trish in an STF. Victoria distracts the ref and Stevie Richards broke it up. Triple trap matches are no DQ, so he could have just fucking done it anyway, but whatever. Um, Stevie Richards then grabs a chair, comes into the ring, tries to hit Trish. She ducks under it, and there's a lovely spring spot where he misses her. The chair hits the ropes and smacks him back in the face. Yeah, uh, okay. A spot that hasn't been done in quite a while because no headshots, but love that spot. Uh, then Victoria goes for the widow's peak on Trish. Trish slides down out of the back of it, pushes her off the ropes. Chick kick and Trish Stratus wins what I believe was her fourth women's title at that stage. Um, yeah. Go on, sorry. No, no, I was going to say solid enough match and probably the best we saw out of the women on this show. Yeah, I was just going to say the difference in Trish compared to what we saw, like because we just watched Mania Seventeen last week. Oh, good lord! Two years, the difference in Trish, like absolutely insane, and what yeah. far she came along. Yeah, she was. She was someone who probably came in though as. Yeah, she came in as obviously she's done the modeling or whatever in the past, but she's someone who probably said, look, I'm actually wanting to get into this and dedicated herself to it properly. And as he said, two years and look what the difference is. Yeah. So maybe we'll see a two-year progression of Ronda Rousey to a point where she could one day be in triple threat matches at WrestleMania. (laughs) 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 Um, Okay, next up we went into the, the SmackDown tag team title picture which was Los Guerreros versus Benoit and Rhino versus Team Angle in a match where they changed what corners they were tagging in from countless times. Nobody this knew. Was a, this was an utter mess, this match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was. Uh, Benoit and Eddie had a pretty good uh, sequence near the start. Um, Benoit just so rough and fucking and stiff that just it looks so legit. That I think it's part of the reason I loved watching him. Hmm. Uh, and just the fucking snap he got on the Germans were... Fantastic. Uh, f- fuck what he did. He's a fucking evil, evil man, but my God, he was one hell of a wrestler. Uh, yeah, poor match, but the finish came when Rhino ended up goring everybody and Benjamin snuck in and got the pin. Uh, it was Team Angle's first ever WrestleMania. Um, why, was, why were Rhino and Benoit a team? I can't. I was trying to rock and Rhino and what? Hey, what? <laughs> Wasn't it? Uh, what? No, I think it was something to do with at No Way Out it was Brock and it was supposed to be Brock Benoit and Edge against Team Angle mm. but Edge fucked up his neck so he had to get pulled from it so it was originally supposed to be Benoit and Edge in this but they had to put someone else in and Rhino just come oh, back okay. from getting his own neck done because yeah. they mentioned Edge during yeah, they mentioned Edge during this match as well. Yeah, yeah, I think sense. yeah, Edge Edge had Edge had to leave around about two weeks before No Way Out. So the match at No Way Out was just Benoit and 
Lesnar against the three guys of Team Angle. And then they had to put someone else in with, uh, after they won that match, they had to put someone in with Benoit because he was after getting the title shot. So they put Rhino in because he was just back. Okay, that makes sense. Um, as far as I remember. But yeah, so as I said, not, not, not a great match, but uh, it is what it is. Um, then we had yet another fucking catfight girls. <laughs> so with, many. With Tori and Stacey again. Um, Jesus Christ, I hope they fucking got good advertising money out of this because it was fucking awful. Uh, moving swiftly on. Uh, then we had probably match of the night. There was a couple of good matches after this, but uh, we came to HBK versus Chris Jericho, which was Michaels' first match back, uh, first WrestleMania match after his triumphant return. Uh, he didn't actually think he should be on WrestleMania this year. He had said that he wasn't too sure how long he was going to be around for, and basically as soon as this whole thing started up and got around about two weeks in, that's when he was like, okay, yeah, this may actually be WrestleMania worthy. But uh, this, uh, this is going to be a statement ever. Yeah. This is the most overrated match in the history of WrestleMania. Ooh. Ooh. Yep. Ooh. I'm going to so of course, so far as to say, it's a bad match. Oh no! Ooh. It's bad. Why? I've many, I have many notes. I've always thought it, but then I watched it back again, and I was right. The first five minutes of this match are atrocious. It's like two green guys in there. It's funny that Gordo said that. I didn't realize that because it shows that he didn't want to be there. Jericho yeah. was calling spots as loud as fuck. He, well, he, he, he was louder than the scene. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah the walls of Jericho outside the ring was pretty stupid. The ref starts counting. This is more about the ref as well. All three guys here, I didn't... The ref starts counting, and then Jericho runs in to stop him when he could have just let him continue the count and take the count out win. There was another moment later where Michaels was down. The ref stopped at five and then re restarted the count at three. It was all sorts of bad. There, there was a lot of... I wouldn't say blown spots, but a lot of... Elbowy, I'd call it. It was not very smooth. Uh, the, you know, the kip up spot and all that. So HBK was down. Jericho does the kip up and then the Sean pose. Uh, then HBK does the kip up. Then he starts throwing right hands. Jericho reverses an Irish whip into a HBK flying or a flying forearm. Michaels kips up again as Jericho feeds into an inver inverted atomic drop. And then Mini Niche, the referee, inexplicably ran across them and Jericho had to throw them out of the way. Did you see that? I did see, yeah, actually, yeah, I caught that bit, all right, yeah. I, yeah. I was wondering what you meant about referee now, yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It was terrible, and then Jericho put on the worst war at Walls of Jericho of all time right after this. He barely bent the guy's back. <laughs> I know it was after the back. Oh, that, was one where he, that was the one where they reached for ropes just before uh, Michael's switch of yeah. music. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, I'd say the first 15 minutes of this match are awful. Controversial. That's a, It's quite it controversial. And then little... the finish at the end was great. I think people have rose tinted glasses a bit on this. We watched it fresh, I suppose, and I still don't think it's great. The angle at the end is excellent, but I don't think the match was anywhere near as good as people yeah. think it was. I'm, I'm, I will say my favorite match of the night is probably the Rock Austin one, but this is kind mm -hmm. of the consensus one of pretty much anywhere you read. That yeah. this, this is the That's why I said I, I, um, I, bring up, I won't get the chance to ever do that I, again. I, I, still think it's a, I still think it's a really good match, but at the same time, it's... They had a they had yeah. an intercontinental title match on Raw the year after that was way better than this. Nobody ever talks about it. Yeah, because it happened on Raw. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a much better match. Oh, completely. It was, but then, it's like yeah. it's like it's like I the Cena Punk match. Everyone talks about Cena Punk at pay per views. No one ever talks about the, yeah. the fucking great match they had on Raw at the time. Yeah. 
Anyway, I've hijacked it and we don't have a lot of time. So I said no, I'd throw in my two cents because yeah, no, no. we'll, we'll probably never talk about this match again. And I had to throw in my little digs. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 the post-match angle that you, related, that you were talking about was essentially that uh, Michaels won with a roll-up. Seriously, Michaels went on WrestleMania with a roll-up. What the fuck? That, that, that kind of annoyed <laughs> yeah. me. I will admit that. But uh, they hug post-match and then Jericho hits him with a fucking low blow and strolls off. Uh, when they got to the back, apparently an agent turned around to Michaels and told him that they went long and was giving him a bit of an earful. And Michaels basically told him off and said, when you put on a match like that, you can go as long as you fucking want and just walk <laughs> off. Uh, tell him, Sean Michaels, what to do. Seriously. One of the agents backstage apparently turned around and told him that they went too long. It was the longest match of the night. Um, yeah. I checked the times just because that's weird. I can't believe they do that. And Jericho would have had a little bit of clout back then. Not a lot. Not that he has today. Yeah, well, he had Jericho, he likes after... get, Jericho likes to get some fight backs and fights in backstage as well. Yeah. So uh, that's surprising. I should preface my criticism of that match as they're two of my favorite ever. Jericho is probably my favorite ever, my number one of all time. So I, it's nothing to do with the guys themselves. I just thought it was shite. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Speaking I was expecting of shite. too much. <laughs> Speaking of shite, we go straight from that into Sylvain Grandier backstage. Uh, Sylvain Grandier, who later went on to be a member of La Resistance. Uh, was a referee at the time, apparently, and uh, he <laughs> was a crooked referee who uh, went into Vince's office in preparation for Vince's match later on the night. Um, shady, shady dealings afoot, I reckon. Mm-hmm. He's also, he also uh, he was the one who helped McMahon like a few weeks earlier in Montreal. It, it was no way out. Uh, was that was the Rock, Rock Hogan. That yeah. was the Rock Hogan rematch. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, he, he helped McMahon screw over Hogan in Montreal. Imagine that, a McMahon screwing someone in Montreal. What crazy talk. Involving the ref? Never. Uh, we then had, we, we upped the tempo a bit, oh, and then yes. we had a performance of Crack Addicts by WWE's favourite band, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Awful Next. lot of it. Thank, thank, <laughs> thank Christ, Fred flipped off that camera at SummerSlam, so we'll probably never see him on WWE again. Uh, he's not their favourite band anymore. No, no, Kid Rock is again. Um, <laughs> closely followed by Florida because he's not a full band. Um, <laughs> then we had the the, the cat fight. It, it happened. Uh, featuring oh. Tanya Ballinger and Katana Baker. Uh, then Stacey Keeber joined him. Then Tori joined him. Uh, it was a technical masterclass. It was <laughs> like, I, I, I'm pretty sure Dave, this is the first match that Dave Meltzer ever gave seven stars to. Uh, <laughs> it was a catch as catch can spectacle. It was a masterclass on a bed. On, on the a screen. bed, they put on a seven-star masterclass on a bed with no ropes and around about fifteen pillows. Just <laughs> coach was involved. Coach was there with a mic, talking the whole way through, and he ends up getting rolled over by the women who were in their brown panties at this point. Yeah, his, so... pants, his pants get pulled down. Well, it, then... ends, it ends with them pinning coach. Yeah, women's evolution kicked off right here. I'm telling you, this is uh, like yeah, I was no... watching. I was watching this in work today. Like I had, to, <laughs> I had to minimize my screen. Like I, I just, I was listening to. It. I, I popped up there. Like I literally couldn't have it open on my screen at work. Like it was. A that is brave. Time. It was a different time. Yeah. I, I, I watched it in work after eight o'clock last night when everyone else fucked off. <laughs> Things uh, get a little blue in your place. After oh, it's myself, a Brazilian lad, and three Portuguese, or three fucking Russian lads. I saw that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think three men and a baby. 
it's <laughs> different shark head. Um, so <laughs> we went straight from that to the absolute shitstorm that was Booker T versus Triple H. Worst match I've ever seen in my life. Just truly awful. Um, no, this is the match for the world heavyweight title. Um, the build of it was actually really interesting. Probably what I enjoyed most about it, even though the match itself was actually pretty all right. Uh, they played up all of Booker T's past, all the whole conviction, being in prison. Uh, Triple H ended up running down the WCW title, basically calling it a joke, saying pretty much anyone could have won that. Uh, Arquette won it, Russo won it. No, there's no prestige to it. Same could be said for the TNA title. Um, <laughs> he said someone like Booker T could never become a, a world champion in WWE. And just for you, what do you Steve, mean somebody like him? What do you mean somebody like him? <laughs> um, and just just to make Steve so happy on the go home raw, guess what happened? Booker T pins Triple H, he really did. He pinned Triple H on the go home. A bit of special note of that. Uh, this also actually in the build up to this was a fantastic promo with Goldust, um, where he uh, where Triple H and Flair were calling out. Booker T and out comes Goldust and it was after Goldust had been electrocuted by the two of them and he just <laughs> developed the stutter and it's where Goldust wrestled came from I swear it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen and I actually maintain that parts of the laughter from Triple H and Flair are legit they're actually breaking um, <laughs> which I really interested build to it and I said the match itself was fine it was fairly strike heavy for the early stages um, yeah. A lot of racist old commentary from Jerry the King in this match. Oh, yes. Jerry was full on heel on this. Um, yeah. I yeah, he I I won't repeat some of the stuff because yeah, you know, it was bad. Nice Not being working. nice and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Flair rams Booker's leg into the steps, which became a big thing for the whole match of working over the leg. What he did, he he was helping him up and he fell. Sorry, sorry. He was helping him up, and then Booker T clumsily slipped and damaged his knee on the steps, um, which, of course, left the door wide open for Triple H to lock in one of my favorite submission holes of all time, the Indian Deadlock. Uh, I don't think I've seen that since. Not that uh, I remember. He's used it himself three or four times. Triple H. Triple H. Triple H is yeah. about the only person. He used it on Debray, I think, in their match at Mania, mm. if I remember correctly. That's the most I find- recent. Triple H matches kind of go over my head. I don't know Lay, the later ones. I'm 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 a, I'm a Triple H guy. I am I am too. But uh, Mark, the later matches they're they're very long and very little happens. So I'm not surprised I didn't realize that. The the last good one I enjoyed was the one with Debray, which I think was actually the match at night at that Mania. But once again, sat to Roman and Triple H after six and a half hours of being in a stadium and it went for about three years I, I I can remember most of me at that match was just screaming at the TV saying just fucking end I'm out of cider just fucking end uh, but back to a good Triple H match um, there was a ref bump Booker T got a fucking two count he went for the scissor kick um he then goes up top and hits the old Harlem hangover flip leg drop and he knighted the shit out of it. Oh, he did. <sighs> he oh, he destroyed Trips' face. Um, apparently Trips was a little bit heated about that backstage afterwards and understandably so. Yeah. Um, he could have done serious damage with it. It's, it's a move he's hit perfect God knows how many times but it won't be the last time in this show that someone fucks up a move from the top rope. In that corner. <laughs> in that very corner. Maybe something about the ropes in that corner because to be fair there was a weird spring off them. They, were, they seemed a lot looser than normal. Um, but yeah, then he goes for the pin and Flair puts Triple H's foot on the ropes. He turns around and he basically gestures to Flair and Flair fucking runs off a bit. Um, he goes for another scissor kick but his leg buckles. 
just enough time for Triple H to recover, hit a pedigree, Triple H retains. Booker should have gone over. Yes, that's the main Without thing. a shadow of a doubt. If Booker is put over in this match, this is this is the sort of thing where they're all mic'd up to the ref. Someone should have made a call saying flip this ending. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's with the, when you have a story coming in that you can't win this uh, title because someone like you can't be world champion. Like with that racist overtones coming in, and then the white heel wins. Like it's no. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's terrible, terrible, terrible. They learned their lesson with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, true. That that is, yeah, exactly. Uh, but if they if they put Booker over here, it was a star maker. Uh, yeah. But uh, it is what it is. He eventually he got there. But... He can't do that. That's what Triple H is there for. He's got to take out the shovel. <laughs> well, that's that the problem. They eventually moved Booker T to Tuesday because Triple H don't work Tuesdays. <laughs> yeah. uh, plus, plus, plus WWE never had a black WWE champion. Yep. Still not. Well, nope. If you want to count the rock, but nope. Some one. Half. What is he like? He's Filipino half or <laughs> half black, half Hawaiian? Who knows? Not Hawaiian. Whoever the fuck it is. Look. Speaking Someone. of race relations, can we move on to the street fight? <laughs> ah, racism, you say? Um, wait, which one of them? Um, <laughs> we have uh, a lovely street fight between Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan, where Hulk Hogan's career was on the line. So, a lot of the build around this was essentially Vince's hatred of Hogan for walking out on him and testifying against him in the big old druggy court case back in the nineties. Um, so he made a comment about how Hogan tried to put him out of business and twice. Um, the line I always loved was, "I created Hulkamania and I can kill it." Um, and as we alluded to earlier in the Sylvan Grandier bit, um, Vince screwed Hogan out of a match against The Rock. Uh, for number one contendership, I think it was number one contendership. Yeah, it was for the match of Mania, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah it was something, something, it was something I, I, weird. But uh, he, he screwed him out of a match with The Rock basically a couple of weeks beforehand. Um, and uh, oh, that's me fucking self, my notes here. And uh, then during the contract signing for this, Vince ends up laying him out and he's there nearly trying to stab his face with the pen. Um, wouldn't, wouldn't see that nowadays. And then, and then after stabbing him with the pen and all, he fl- made him sign the contract in his own blood. Yes, that fantastic shot. Um, which again, different times, but loved it. Uh, yeah. Match itself. The first note I have is Vince can't wrestle. Oh no! <laughs> same, uh, same as the first note I had in my for, for seventeen. Yeah, he, he, he hit a pretty sick leg drop off a ladder in this match. <laughs> that's that's my fourth note. Um, I have the whole the, the brawling parts of it where there's all the shit with the chair shit at ringside. That was out. That was okay because yeah. it's swinging a chair and getting a hand up to protect yourself. Um, they done the longest ever uh, double wrist lock test of strength. Oh God, it was fucking woeful. Um, there was unprotected headshots again, different times. Won't see that now. Uh, Hugo Savinovich, the Spanish announcer, got a fucking chair shot that split himself. Um, that was loud as fuck. They yeah, cr- he was. cracked him. The only one worse was the JBL on Eddie Guerrero. Oh God, yeah, oh. that was fucking horrendous. That was vicious. Get um, your hands up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he fucking ate that. Um, <laughs> Then Vince hits a low blow on a chair shot, and then out comes the table or the ladder, rather, and the whole thing of Vince. Uh, Vince is trying to be one of the Hardy Boys, so uh, <laughs> puts Hogan under the Spanish announce table because it has to be, and he does a leg drop off the ladder through the table. So pretty good, and he he hit his mark on like Booker T. <laughs> uh, 
So then they end up getting back into the ring. Uh, Hogan ends up hitting a low blow when Vince is standing over him with a pipe. Speaking uh, of the pipe, that shot of when he comes up from under the ring with the pipe with the bloody face. Just oh, like, perfect. Oh, wow. Such, just I love that, that shot. Grumble, just that growl. That gnarly look shot. on his face was fantastic. Uh, blood adds so much to storytelling. Yeah. It's, it really does. I know we won't see it anytime soon, but it really adds. Uh, then we have someone gets in the ring and rips off his hood and his jacket and his Roddy Piper. Roddy Roddy Piper. Uh, he He's got the Rosie's jacket. Yeah, I can't believe it. He, <laughs> he nicked her jacket off her. She only got it back this year. That's the only reason she showed up now. She got her jacket back. <laughs> um, so he ends up picking up the pipe and he's standing in between the two lads. And this, which one of them will he hit? He hits Hogan. Um, then Vince ends up get. Uh, he leaves the ring. Vince ends up getting up. He botches tossing the referee out of the ring. <laughs> uh, so bad. He recovers it and eventually flings about. Then out comes Grandier, followed by another ref. Uh, Grandier lays out the, f- the ref to follow them. Uh, Vince hits a leg drop, but then Hulk, Hulk kicks out and hulks up. Uh, Hogan ends up taking the two of them down. He throws Grandier out of the ring and hits three leg drops on Vince and gets the win. So Hulkamania gets to live to fight another day. Yay! Not, um, not 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 a terrible match. Definitely not the worst match on the card. It was a lot better than it should have been. It really like was. What it is, like, what yeah. it was like. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I really liked it too. Essentially, you had a six, what a six-year-old and a fifty, uh, a fifty-eight-year-old and a fifty-five-year-old or something like that. Like, definitely not a good show. Um, we then had a match that nearly didn't happen, which was Rock Austin Tree. So the match didn't, nearly didn't happen because the, the night before it, Austin had loaded up on so many energy drinks that he caused his heart to go into overdrive. Uh, ridiculous heart palpitations. Um, the heart rate was so elevated, he was hooked up to all sorts of monitors and they thought he was going to be in hospital for a few days. But he somehow managed to get himself out of hospital that very morning. Um, the build for the match was essentially the whole thing around how Austin had taken his ball and went home. And they built on that a bit. And then Rock was going on about how, you know, the one thing he's never done is beat Austin at Mania. So they had a bit of back and forth. It was not a, not no major build. It was quite simple. I need to beat you. I've never done it. Uh, match itself, as I kind of said last week, probably out of the three matches they had at Mania, it was probably the worst. But that's not really a bad thing because the other two were amazing. Um uh, they kind of touched on a lot of the other stuff that they'd done in the earlier matches. So there's all the stuff where they were brawling all around the announce table, up the ramp, all stuff they'd done before. Uh, Austin gets caught in a sharpshooter, of course, because he has to get caught in a sharpshooter at WrestleMania and live out the whole iconic moment again. Uh, Rock puts on Austin's vest, um, oh, yeah. which he left on for a long, long time. He kept uh, a lot longer than I thought. And, uh, yeah, bad luck, because he kept getting, as uh, soon as he got through that on, he lost control of the match. Uh, rocked on a kip up at one stage and then pretty much turns around and Austin hits a rock bottom on him straight away which was, I can remember watching at the time thinking but The Rock does that not Steve Austin <laughs> <The> Rock's move <laughs> not Seth Rollins <laughs> uh, shortly after that then The Rock hits the stunner which again made me think but Steve Austin does that not The Rock <laughs> not uh, Seth Rollins um <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Rock ends up hitting uh, Austin with a low blow and Austin's down the ground and he goes for the people's elbow. And in a rare thing, which didn't really happen much at that stage in the career, so, uh, Austin moved out of the way of the people's elbow because he had it well scouted from the two previous Mania matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rock eventually hit the spine buster in the elbow, but he kicks out. Then he hits a rock bottom, kicks out, goes for another rock bottom, but it's blocked. 
a counter of a stunner into another rock bottom. Then he hits a third rock bottom and rock wins. Uh, again, it was a really good match. Um, they kind of it was Austin's last match, but they didn't want to announce it in advance because he figured if they announced it in advance, the whole match would lose some of the prestige and it wouldn't be about the story and it would be more about the fact that it's his last match. So after the match, uh, the two of them are in the ring and Rock pretty much essentially leaves the ring to Austin as kind of a, even though I've won, this is your moment. He goes off up the ramp and Austin gets to have his little moment with the crowd. So yeah, where he shoved the re- where he shoved Hebner away as well. Hebner kept coming to try to like. Oh yeah, like, fuck off! I'm talking to him. Yeah, um, yeah, they, uh, I can't remember what he actually said. He he came. They came out in one of their interviews they had mm. a year or so ago. And they pretty much said what was said in the ring. Um, it's pretty much like uh, thank you, my brother. You've always been. Uh, you've always, thank you for pushing me to be the best person I can be, and all that sort of stuff. It was really nice, but I just can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah, um, like, like on Austin's jacket, there was OMR for one more round, just to. The little hint that it was his last match. But yeah, simple, didn't... simple touches yeah. like. But um, yeah, the other day they were two lads that I, but we all just grew up watching in the ring. So to see Austin's last match was yeah, it was weird. And you uh, say it was Austin's. It was pretty much his end of Rock's run as well. Like uh, Rock, oh, yeah. he he finished up properly a month after this. Like, yeah. he he lost to Goldberg a month after this, and then he left. Yeah. Pretty much, they, uh, lost, they lost all four guys in the two main events here very quickly after this show yeah to various reasons yeah which it just shows the depth of being able to use the roster that they actually yeah are true really um and it led to the best rest one of the best wrestlemania moments the year following that now is kind of sullied got down stevie richards um, <laughs> but from, from but from anyway. that that's the following year's main event now we're going to go to this year's main event which was a brock lesnar who was in proper wrestling shape mm-hmm. against kurt angle uh which was for the sorry at the time that was the wwe, WWE that was the yeah. wwe title because yeah. they weren't heavy was wrong sorry love, yeah the yeah. lovely undisputed belt i used to love that belt oh yeah. so good yeah. such a lovely belt uh, the story behind this one was quite simple. Lesnar won the Rumble because back then the person who won the Rumble main evented WrestleMania. What? That's novel. Imagine, I know, as opposed to like, it was an edge like the third match or something. Or he uh-huh. won it. Um, so he won the, he obviously he won the Rumble. At the time, Paul Heyman was GM of SmackDown and he was actually heel, shock horror, but Lesnar was face. So the, uh, Lesnar was basically fighting through different obstacles on the way to Mania. Um, he had to run a gauntlet where he had to fight all uh, all the members of Team Angle. He ended up beating, I think it was Charlie Haas with an Angle Slam, which I can remember watching on SmackDown and freaking out over. But that, but that's Angle's move. Kurt Not Angle Brock Lesnar, that. <laughs> Not Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I saw you were busy there, Steve. I had you covered. Um, so then they had another fantastic moment. Where Not Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> Dick. <laughs> um, where they were, they were actually going to have a match between Kurt and Brock on SmackDown, and Kurt comes out first, um, which straight away there was shenanigans afoot. Uh, Jordan Lesnar's entrance, um, the camera is purposefully just focused on the ramp the whole time. Lesnar gets in, lifts him up for an F5 within around about 30 seconds, hits the F5, goes for the pin, then freaks out and stands back up straight away. And everyone's wondering what the hell is happening. Next thing, Team Angle come running down the ramp. Lesnar goes out in the ring after him. He, sno- he scoots back in. Um, 
And in the meantime, someone has actually switched places with Kurt in the ring. That person rolls him up, gets the win, and rolls back out of the ring, takes off his hoodie, and it turns out it was Kurt all along. During the entrance, uh, during Lesnar's entrance, Angle had switched places with his brother, Eric. Dear God. <laughs> Ge- it was genius. I remember the time yeah. thing was genius. At the time, I was like, my God. Um, and because of that, Stephanie McMahon made this match where there's no champion's advantage. So if Le- if Angle got counted out or disqualified in any way, shape, or form, he'd forfeit the title. Uh, at this point of the night, Michael Cole's voice was gone. Oh, it was. He was rasped. He was bad. Fuck. He was fucked. Yeah. Um, so in this match, basically straightforward match, both of them were built as different types of machines. Lesnar was essentially indestructible, and Angle was just a wrestling machine, throwing him around the place. It was weird seeing Lesnar getting suplexed. A lot of German suplexes, a couple of belly to bellies. Weird seeing Lesnar hit moves other than German suplexes uh, and punches and knees. Uh, he hit a lovely press slam, which is like, why can't he do that anymore? And Kurt hit a sick release German suplex that landed Brock on his face. Um, later on night in the match, there's a countered angle slam where Brock spins him around afterwards and hits an F5. Uh, instead of going for the pin, he then goes up top and in an iconic moment, he goes for a shooting star press. He slightly under-rotates and lands himself on his head. Slightly is a bit. <laughs> Angle was too far over across the ring. Like, he should have oh, went yeah. to the other corner. That was... He, he, was only, he was only asked to do the move that day. And he had practiced it multiple times that day, apparently. Angle tells the story that, uh, I think, told it on Austin's thing. He had done it countless times during the day, and he nailed every single one of them. And yeah. then Angle said he'd moved a bit closer to the right, uh, to the center, which I don't think he did, uh, <laughs> just because he knew Brock was tired. But if you watch Brock, he hesitated before he hit it, and that's what went wrong. Yeah, he bounced twice on that rope on one leg. Yeah, uh, I think he put himself off just slightly, and he he didn't get quite as much of a push off it. But um, yeah, this Brock Lesnar is lucky to be alive. <laughs> oh, really? A, a degree or two less, and he gone. He gone. Yeah, he but, gone. Um, he ends up, he, to be fair, uh, Angle manages to cover for it. He realizes that shit, shit's gone wrong. So he Angle actually goes for the pin. Um, Brock, as fucked as he is, he doesn't remember the ending of this match. He came out afterwards and said he doesn't remember anything from the moment he landed on his head here. And he uh, got up like a moment or two later and hit a perfect F5. Yeah. Absolutely inch perfect. Because literally straight after the pin, Angle goes to lift him up and go for the Angle Slam again. And Brock just bang, F5 over. And even, But even if you look at him after the match, he's fucked. Oh, he's glazed. He has no completely glazed. Doesn't know where he is. Yeah, but just the complete muscle memory of everything. He knew straight away. Right, okay, we need to hit something. We need an out. Was the shooting star the finish? The shooting star was supposed to be the finish because that was his old finish in OVW. OVW, yeah. Uh, And actually, even in his dark match, which I think was against Albert, uh, he actually won with the shooting star. But uh, yeah, just that that moment was absolutely frightening. But as I said. He recovered. Oh, uh, I remember what it was now, actually. It was JR he was on with. Uh, sorry, it's important yeah. because um, he said, uh, it was, uh, JR was like, well, who the hell called that? You don't need, Brock Lesnar doesn't do that. Who called that spot? And he was like, yeah, I know JR. It was actually me that called it. <laughs> it, was, Angle, it was Angle's idea that to, to do that, to do that spot, we'll say, to win the match. Fucking hell. Uh, if, it, if it had come off, it was an iconic moment for the right reasons. Yeah, it's an iconic. The thing is, that's what everyone remembers about this match, is that moment. Yeah, they don't but remember the fact that like th- there was such a good technical match mm-hmm. and that how mm-hmm. good Lesnar actually was in his prime. Yeah, all anyone remembers from back then is ah, he landed on his head. <laughs> but uh, no, it was such a spot monkey, absolute spot monkey. <laughs> Brock Lesnar out here destroying the business. <laughs> spot monkey with DJZ and Mandrews. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. So 
I said start to finish, probably my probably my favorite mania the lot, especially because it was kind of a time where I was kind of starting to go a bit sour on it all. It was I wasn't enjoying watching wrestling as much, but just watching this kind of got me back into it. It's it's all because of the catfight girls and Limp Bizkit. Oh, yeah. really. <laughs> um, oh, there was a bit of wrestling kind of sandwiched in around it all. But um, yeah, yeah. In fact, there was some great matches on the show. It was it is one of my favorite manias. It's not my favorite, but it's one of my favorites. Uh, it's only a couple of low points. Overall, it's pretty solid show the whole way through. So bar the catfight girls and you know the taker match. Other than that. Yeah. It's an, a different show without all that bullshit. It's so much better. Yeah. Don't fast forward. Yeah. And they had the closing promo. Fucking great. I, I believe it's one of the last ones. I think WrestleMania might actually be the last one they ever done that on. Yeah. What was this now? The closing the video at the end where it's like a quick six minute recap video. Of oh, yeah. Before. I think yeah. they done one at Mania 20, but I don't think they done one after that. I miss that's them. strange then again the shows are, are seven hours long now so yeah so you need to remember what happened at the start <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even more important <laughs> but uh i'm very happy to say that's it for the wrestlemania revisited and we're not doing this next year because it's just not worth the work <laughs> it's good crack and all but once is enough and um, so next week back matches next year yeah yeah definitely uh, so next week we'll do our predictions for TakeOver and WrestleMania 34. Uh, Steve will have to, we'll, we'll have to make up Steve's ones for him or he can just tell us what they are before he leaves. When no, no, we're making them all. I'll, I'll dial in. Just let me know when. Cool. Are you free on Friday? Is it Friday afternoon, remember, for you? Um, it'll have to be late your time. I am interviewing a lot of superstars on Friday afternoon, so my time might be a bit delayed. Although I could dial in and just like have them on the pod with us. That'd be great. <laughs> <Let's do> that. <laughs> All the same clouds. All the same clouds. <laughs> That'll do us for the week. And next week, as I said, we'll have takeover predictions and WrestleMania 34 predictions. And that's pretty much it. We'll follow us at 2Bit Wrestling on Twitter, uh, facebook.com forward slash 2Bit Sports, uh, YouTube, 2Bit Sports, don't have a name. And follow all of our antics on 2BitSports.com where we'll have quizzes and articles and games and football and lots of wrestling. Too much wrestling, really, but sure. It's all we have time for at the moment. It is WrestleMania season. That's true. It is God. It is God. And... Wonderful time. <laughs> it, could, it, it could be, but it's the most worrying time of the year now. <laughs> the next week. Oh, God. Until there. SmackDown goes off the air on Tuesday night, I'm still not believing there. this match is going ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this is just what they do. They'd give us, we'd be so close. WrestleMania weekend. They'd be like, and Baron Corbin has been added to the oh. title match. <laughs> Yay. I'd be happy. Get uh. fucked. It's the first one. Uh, there we are. And on that note, we'll call it a night. Say goodbye, boys. Good luck. See ya. Slow August Galadri and Boherlat. Get yeah. fucked. Yeah, get fucked. Uh, allegedly. Uh, catchphrases. I don't know who I believe. I know. I don't know who I believe either. I don't know what a trucker mortgage is. <laughs> <laughs>